Hello and welcome to Poor Unfortunate Roles, where those of us here at GeekWave play Monster of the Week. I am Aspen the Keeper, I use they them pronouns, and I'm very excited to be back for this session too. Thank you to everyone who listened or watched, I'm really happy with how everything came together, the logo, the video layout, the thumbnails, and the amazing character art. To that point, we have two returning hunters with us. Please go ahead and introduce yourselves, your name, your pronouns, as well as a brief character description of who you are playing. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I use she, her pronouns, and I play Wilder, a spooky young woman who um, is just trying to figure some things out. Nice, and I'm Portia, she, her pronouns, and I'll be playing Maze, the crooked. She's just your average punk, just trying to get by. Amazing. It's great to have you both back. And this session should be a lot more streamlined since we won't have to make characters or go over the rules. I wanted to include that in the last episode because many times that happens behind the scenes. So I wanted to give sort of an example of what a session zero could look like for those wanting to start their own game. Um, But for today's session, I'll only give a brief setting overview to reset the scene and then we will dive into the adventure. So our setting is our modern world, however fantasy exists. Fantasy species and creatures roam the earth. Geography is similar but teeming with magic. And what we call the extra normal exists without question. Our hunters are all members of Wave Co., which stands for Weapons Against Violent Extra Normals. These monster hunters have recently finished a job in Salt Lake City and are now traveling on a train through the mountainous regions of Colorado through Silverton, where within the Old Hundred Gold Mine lies a Wave Co. storage facility. You have been tasked to bring back the various findings and evidence from your recent string of missions to the facility for safekeeping. You sit together in the coach train car, and that is where we will begin the session. Are you ready? Yeah. Cool. So you receive a phone call from me, Aspen, at Waveco, calling you about a new mission. Who would like to pick up? I'll pick up. Okay. Listen carefully. For those of you who are around you that might be eavesdropping, respond to me as if you just got a call from your mother. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Mom? We have a new mission for you. We have just received intel that there is an operative from an enemy monster sympathizer group on the train with you. We need you to track them down and bring the spy back with you for questioning. Guard the company cargo you carry on you and keep company secrets and procedures close to your vest, because this operative is rumored to be a doppelganger. Question everyone and trust no one. That's interesting. How have you, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. Anything else or any other things that you've been up to? No, sweetie, I believe that's all. Good luck. All right, thank you. (laughs) Love you, bye. yeah, Wilder's just going to kind of look at Maze in confusion because all she heard was that Maze was getting a phone call from her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shoot. How do I... Um, I'll shoot you a text. Do you have a phone? I'll shoot... Yeah, I'm 20, I'll just send you a text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll shoot you a text with what I just got since things are on the down low. Um, but yeah, I just got a call from my mom letting me know what's going on because we're heading to see her in Colorado and it was the a mine right yeah within the the mines is just a, a wave co headquarters okay uh, storage facility where they keep you know various creatures and evidence and whatnot from various missions all right and you said that we have cargo with us what is it some of it is going to be the various salt crystals that you got from Uh. the mother in the last mission, um, as well as just the kind of 
amulet that you used to help stop the possession that was going on in the avenues. Um, various things like that, just things that you've collected from your most recent missions. Gotcha. All right. And is it just like in a bag? Yeah. And okay. you stored it in one of the luggage cars okay. on your way at aboarding the train. But I, I mean, I guess this is a me thing. I think I still have like my my little baby yes. on me. <laughs> yes. So that's not in the yeah. luggage. Yeah. The baby is on me. That's in your personal gear. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's in my yeah. pocket. Yeah. The safest place to put that. How big is that thing? Can't remember. Uh, you got it from like the tail, so it's probably like four to five inches tall. Um, like it's like, and then I don't know, like a, an inch wide kind of a thing. Like it's a tall, thin little, little pocket piece. size. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is it still? It's still an egg, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless I get it wet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to look at Maze and go, your mom is definitely very interesting. <laughs> She's the best. Yeah, is, is, is your mom keeping company? Like, how many friends, does your mom have any friends, or is it just your mom? Trying to, like, discern if it's just, if you heard if it was just one spy or multiple. Uh, she just mentioned that she's going to have her friend Karen with her. Okay, just the one. Good old Karen. (laughs) They wear many faces. Yes, they do. So many Karens in the world. So many faces. Jesus, yeah. But in the meantime, we just get to sit here, relax, keep our eye open. Well, they're just gonna sigh and like slump. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> her chair. Like, they just got off a job. This is not what she wants to be doing yeah. right now. How big is the train? Are we in like, are in, are we in our own cabins? Is it just open? Yeah. So Waveco purchased you coach seating. Coach. That's what it's called. Um, which you know, not very fancy, not very nice. It's just your average, your your standard ticket. While boarding, you know that there were three coach cabins, which are open seating, just bench seating, and so you're in a in a car that has various other people there with you. Um, okay. You did know that there are also first class cabins that have like little indivi- individualized little rooms with sliding doors and whatnot. There were two of those more towards the front of the train, and then there is a luggage compartment at the front for the first class travelers. There's a luggage compartment at the back for the the coach mm-hmm. passengers and whatnot. So you are currently seated in the middle of the three coach cars. Uh, let me just number them real fast. You're in the train car number six, essentially, and then. So there's six and six. There's five in front of you. Front of One you, being you. the engine. Yeah. Two being the first class luggage. Three, four being the first class cabins. Five, six, seven are all coach. And then eight is the the caboose. And we're in the, six. Yeah, you're in six. Eight's the luggage for coach. Mm, you said two first class cabins and then the engine? Yeah. Well, two first class cabins, then the first class luggage car, and then the engine. Okay, so there's an engine blocking us bet- from first class and the coach. So head to tail yeah. goes engine, first class luggage, First class cabin, first class cabin, three and four. And then five, six, seven are coach. Eight is the coach luggage. Okay. Caboose. How many people are in um, yeah. our cart with us? There's about 
12 other passengers in this car with you. It's not fully fully packed. Traveling by train is not you know, yeah. the main means of transport anymore. Um, but this is through the mountainous regions of Colorado, and so you're looking out the windows and you're seeing evergreens and whatnot, even though it is fall time and cold. There's a bit of snow here and there dappling the trees, but it's, you know, it's still all greenery because they are all evergreens and whatnot. Um, but yeah. Are they all sitting in groups, or do we see anybody who's, like, isolated by themselves? Uh, go ahead and roll a read a bad situation. Uh, no. <laughs> can I assist? Sure. Um, I'll say you can go ahead and either roll a read a bad situation yourself, or you can roll the help out action, whichever you'd like. Uh, it's sharp, right? Read yeah. a bad situation is sharp, yes. So and then much? help is cool, I believe. I'll roll, I'll roll myself. Okay. I got a six. <laughs> Nine. Okay. Wait, what's help out? Maybe I could. Plus cool. Yeah, I don't help at all. <laughs> yeah, neither of us help. <laughs> you got an eight. So yeah, I eight plus one because I'm sharp to a nine. Wilder, you kind of look around and you see there are, you know, a few people that are traveling with others. There's a few that are traveling by themselves. None of them seem to be out of place per se. They all seem like average folk. There is an older woman towards the front, which throughout the journey has called the train car attendant, use a little buzzer, called the <laughs> attendant over to her many times to complain about all sorts of issues. There's a draft, my window rattles, my, I haven't brought, been given my sherry yet. It's <laughs> just a very cranky old woman that's complained throughout the travel. Maze, you kind of get the same vibes, but you do see that there is a a man sitting towards the back of the car that has kind of just kept to himself sitting by the window, but as you're kind of looking around, you notice that he's got out a sketch pad and seems to be drawing throughout and looking towards everyone else in the car as well, mm-hmm. kind of looking at everybody and seems to be writing or drawing in a, in a notepad. Mm-hmm. I'll note it. Are they... Do they have, like, a hoodie, a hat, non-conforming clothing? Do they look suspicious? They seem very much like Charlie Chaplin's The Tramp. Of They've got on, you know, nice business attire, a vest, a shirt, and a jacket and whatnot, but it's a bit ratty and a bit loose-fitting. The shoulder pads hang over the, the edges of his shoulders by an inch or two and has a little bit of a... A fisherman's cap on not really matching attire it's got too many patterns going on mm-hmm. um, kind of a little bit more like circus vibes or street vibes of gotcha. just a little more rundown urban attire right I see does, okay. does the sketch pad or anything like not attached to his person have any distinctive marks that we can recognize uh, you'd have to get closer he sitted about like four rows behind you and so if you want to see closer details, you'd have to get closer. Uh, Wilder is going to take a pen out of their bag and roll it, like, under the seats towards the back of the train car. Okay. Nice. Um, and I'm just going to walk on up, be like, and I'm going to bother the other people, like, on my yeah. way, being like, have you seen my pen, knowing it's not there, until I get to the guy. Okay. The various passengers there kind of, you know, 
a bit perturbed, but annoyed a little bit, but they kind of just, you know, they say, oh, no, we haven't seen it. Then go back to looking out the window, reading the books that they're doing. Um, and as you approach the, the person in the back with a sketch pad, um, you see the pen there on the floor. It's rolled up against his foot, but he doesn't seem to have necessarily looked up from his sketch, sketch pad yet. But as you approach, he kind of gives you a bit of a glance and kind of sheepishly turns his notepad away from you a little bit. Um, but he knows you're there. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm really sorry, sir, but I think that my pen might have rolled around here. Have you happened to see it? Uh, he's like, oh, uh, let me... Looks down and now notices it there at his foot and picks it up and like, oh, uh, here you go. While he's bending down, do I, like, see a little glimpse of his sketchbook? Yeah, you do, because he, you know, he, he was keeping it close to his vest, mm-hmm. but as he bends down, it kind of, it's now face up towards you. And so you see that in it are various sketches of people's faces, and some of them are the ones that are in the train car there with you. However, you can tell that he is a caricature artist, that the features are very exaggerated. They are, you know, it's carnival-type drawings of bigger noses, bigger ears, bigger eyes than are normally proportionate. All all features are kind of exaggerated. Um, But he seems to have been drawing everyone in the car at their quote-unquote heightened states (laughs) of these exaggerated features. Do I notice either me or Maze on that, or did he just draw everybody else? No, you guys are drawn as well. Okay. Um, Maze, you've got those nice little ear locks going on, if I recall correctly, right? Huh? Is that what they're called? Like, like the bang. The oh, yeah. the bangs, I've but just like, got the... like I've got a short cut. Yeah. And then two longer grown-out pieces. Yeah. Just longer. So those are there as well, but they're nice, long and flowing, kind of a bit like a scarf and blowing in the wind. Your piercings are large and you know, exaggerated as nice. this character artist does. And, you know, the gauges are large and drooping yeah. and <laughs> all of that. Wilder, yours is... I'm about to get my feelings hurt. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm being a bit cautious here. I think, ev- um, I think everybody's feelings get hurt when you get <laughs> yeah. their I don't know why people buy those. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, it's definitely, you know, you're traveling. You're not... Your, your hair is tied up. You're going for the ease of being able to not have to mess and fuss with your hair. And so it's very much like he drew you on a lazy, bad hair day kind of a thing. Yeah. Not uh, very flattering, unfortunately. I'm going to try to keep in <laughs> the anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm keep, um, is he like, so has, is he like offering me my pen back or like yeah. does he do anything with my pen? Okay. Um, so I'm just going to take it and be like, those sketches are really cool. You do that professionally? Oh, I, uh, you know, blushes a bit at noticing that you had caught him. He's like, well, uh, that's the hope at least. I'm kind of stuck out on the road so I can find a place where they'll appreciate my, uh, my doodles, my drawings. But so far I'm still just practicing. Haven't found the right group yet. Hey, I mean, those are pretty good. My name's Dana and I offer my hand. Dana, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Lenny. Lenny. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm going to go back to the seat. The Thank guy, you. and I'm going to tell me, it's like, the guy was weird, but I don't know if, like, spy-worthy. Yeah. I mean, you describe the caricatures. I mean, I think he's just, like, a hobby artist, but, mm, you know. A rude one, but, yeah. <laughs> Can't put anything aside right now. <laughs> he knows. Since we are in the modern age, and I've been doing this for a little bit longer, can 
we retconned that I put an air tag, the Apple air tags, in the luggage to keep track of it. Smart, sure. smart. Sure. Just in case. And I'll check that. How long is this train ride supposed to be? Um, you've been traveling about a day or two. Okay. And you know you're in kind of the, you're approaching Grand Junction kind of area called, like, so you've probably still got at least this day's worth of travel. You're okay. set to arrive in the evening. Okay. So, yeah, I'll check on that every few hours. Yep. Just in case. Does that give you kind of a GPS ping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kay. I don't, I don't have Porsche doesn't have <laughs> Same. Uh, do I. Apple. Oh, cool. But yeah. Oh, well, I have Apple. But, like, okay. I do know people who have Apple AirTags, so it can, it can do multiple things. It can It is GPS location. It can also okay. chirp. Yes, I know it chirps. Um, it can chirp. Okay. So. If you're just looking at the GPS for now, mm-hmm. you know that your luggage is supposed to be behind you yep. at the caboose. Um, however, you're seeing that the location is in front ahead of you. It is still moving with you. seems to be oh, on the train. It's moved. But it seems to be either, it's very much, you can guess towards the front of the train. Maybe it's in the other luggage car. It could be somewhere else, but it definitely is not behind you where it's supposed to be. Did we put it? Like, was it something that, like, somebody took and then, like, put it on the train? Or did we specifically put it on the car? On the train. Yeah, when you arrived, um, you've got your personal luggage on you that you, you you just kept with you. But there was a train car attendant, a scrawny little teenager with curly reddish brown hair and pimply face and pockmarked and you know his name was Brian and he was kind of just the good old Brian was a nice attendant that offered to take luggage and help load it into the luggage car and that was kind of the last that you saw it was him take it take it into the back car okay Mm -hmm. so it's been like the past hour or so that it's been moved Mm -hmm. so can I recall if I've seen anybody walk past, or, like, people don't usually walk around trains except for, like, maybe kids. Yeah. If I saw anybody that stood out within the past hour that's just walking around the train. Go ahead and roll another read a bad situation. Okay. I'll see if you get that, and then I'll try to help out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to risk that. Eight. Eight total? Yep. Okay, so that is a mixed success. So you uh-huh. do get to ask me that question of who has passed through that might be a bit more, mm-hmm. you know, why are they walking around? What might be their reasoning? Is it suspicious or not? And you have noticed the old complaining w- woman has gotten up several times of looking around, calling out for Jackie, the train car attendant who, you know, they put on their best customer service face and voice right. and That's tried their, can. yeah, and called to every whim and done the best they can to help out the old woman. So she has gotten up at various times to use the loo and to bother Jackie. Right. As Uh well as you've seen a younger woman, probably 18, 19, 20 or so, and she's got blonde hair, green eyes, very, very modest dress and top that has gone around with pamphlets and has gone to passengers and tried to spread the word of God to Uh various people on the train at different moments. Did she skip us, or do we have one of these pamphlets? You know, I feel like she might have looked at Maze and at That's the fair. various piercings and stuff and said a little prayer under her, her right. breath of, like, well, God, God, God bless her soul. Yeah. <laughs> and been a bit intimidated to come up and approach you, but gotcha. she has definitely passed by. Oh, what is it called? A Molly Mormon. 
No. <laughs> no, there's... Um, are we talking? Are we still talking about the religious lady? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to put a word to it. They're the... I mean, there's a word that I'm thinking they're of. They're the weird <laughs> ones. Like, they're the real culty ones. Definitely has a vibe of, you know, you've overheard the conversation, and it's Christian adjacent at best. It definitely seems a bit culty, and perhaps even a little bit of sex culty, a little bit more just oh. like, you know, come join us. We Spicy, all smiles I love and, it. And, and it friendly times, and so, yeah. Okay. Um, could I ask clarification on that question? Have we seen any, have we seen people, like people that aren't reoccurring faces, but like constantly coming out of this car? This is a doppelganger, so who's to say they're wearing the same face when they come in and out? Right. For those figures that you've taken note of, if they left, they came back. If they weren't here and they passed through, then they passed through in the opposite direction afterwards. Mm -hmm. No necessarily, you know, switchings or missing Like, oh, we saw one person too. one time, and then yeah. they were never there again. Okay. And it could have been a kid, too. True. Um, I know, back to the Apple tag thing, mm-hmm. I can zoom in, and there's kind of, like, a distance. Mm-hmm. How oh, yeah, far there. does it seem to be? So there is a thing that, like, you can do on Apple products now of, like, if you're missing something, you mm-hmm. can say, like, lead me to it, yeah. and it will be a little like blue screen that says it's this many feet away. Okay. Rough guess a train car is probably about 30 feet. Okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's just a number I'm throwing out there. Right. But based on that, 30, 60, 90. Yeah, it's about 90 to 120 feet ahead of you in the car. Okay. And in, in the train. Okay, so first class. Was it for first class or first class luggage? You said 120 feet in front of us? Yeah, one of those two. So, 1690. So, it, it could would be, be first like, class. Yeah, it, it's within the range of Border. the engine, the luggage, or the first first class. Yeah, when we're like, where is the closest bathroom? Each cabin at the front of them, like in between each one, will have a little Porta John type thing, a little private, just one person bathroom, like an airplane kind of a thing. Okay. The first class cabins will have a you know a bit roomier of one, but it is still just like right. one per. Does the first class cabin have a bar? The yeah, the first cabin of theirs is like half still rooms and cabins, but the front section is a little bit of a dining area where there's a bar and a couple of little seating areas where people can go and socialize. All right, and are we can't stay in first class, but can we go through first class, or is it all? Um, so far, you know, the doors are all openable. Walking between cars is available. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you are asking people questions and they get angry at you, they might call the attendant and say, go back to coach kind of a thing. Right. But if you're kind of just passing through, the bar might ask to check your ticket to see if you're supposed to be there or not. But it's not abnormal to have somebody just stretching their legs because it's a long train ride. Mm-hmm. So... It, you know, it's 50-50 based right. on how you're acting. I am definitely the more suspicious person <laughs> to go around walking, <laughs> so I might just send you. I think Wilder is going to take out their hair, like, and she's going to kind of comb her, like, fingers through it, take I'll off, like, her jacket. Bit. Yeah, I'm like, like okay. more Lenny starts erasing a little bit and starts <laughs> drying the hair down now. <laughs> I'd slowly flip Lenny off now. <laughs> like, just look a little more presentable. Get rid of, like, the dirty jacket type thing. Let your hair down. And I text Maze. I'm like, I'm going to head to the bar. Do you want to go check out the bat? Like, pretend to go to the restroom. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you grab us some drinks. I'm gonna run to the restroom while you go. So I'm gonna like walk with you to the fifth cart. Okay. And use the fifth cart bathroom and just kind of yep. stall. And I'm going to sixth for yep. the bar. Or no? Yeah, no, I'm looking uh, at yours. I'm yeah, lo- I'm going, going to, to the third. The third car. Yep. Okay. You stand up. You start walking through the car. The doors are easily openable, slideable, and you see kind of the open area between the cars has a little bit of a, you know, it's a loose gate because as the train has to go on turns and whatnot, it's not a, you know, fixed metal gate or like yeah. handrails and such. Mm-hmm. So it's still a bit precarious, but it does seem, you know fairly safe and there's a little bit of a walkway there that is loose and able to move with the turns so you kind of stay in that first area you cross mm-hmm. the into the fifth car together and you enter into the restroom looking into the fifth car you kind of see a similar setup of the car you just left same kind of amount of passengers around 15 or so mm-hmm. same kind of spread of people and whatnot in attire but yeah, you can start walking through there and go towards the first class. Yep, I'm going to the bar. You're going to the fifth yeah. class bathroom. Okay. Or fifth, not fifth class bathroom, fifth <laughs> car. Uh, so you kind of go into the, go through the fifth car, enter into the first class area, and there is, the walkway is not through the middle. It's now off to the, the right side of the train, and the cabins are on the left, mm-hmm. and you see various doors with still windows and stuff peeking in, but there's passengers in there they seem to be having you know still casual travel attire but it you know it's a bit bougier a bit fancier type clothing and whatnot various people of that you see there's different awkward situations that you look in and make eye contact and then look away (laughs) real fast as you see you know two men making out in the corner of one car that you kind of just oh okay have a nice time (laughs) continue on um you see one darkly clad man just sitting alone, half asleep maybe, he's awake. I don't know, he's just looking out the window, just minding his own business. But you eventually make it into the next car, and similar idea, there's just a couple, there's like two or three cabins, and then it opens up to the bar area, a little bit of a lounge. Okay, do, do you want to do the bathroom thing first, or do you want to do the bar thing first? I am just kind of hanging out close by in case something goes wrong. So I'm Fair just, enough. I'm closer. Fair enough, yeah, okay. I am going to... I'm loitering. <laughs> like, because I'm going to guess there's, like, bar stools. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to go. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sign, look at the bartender. Um, just wait for him to acknowledge me. Okay. Oh. Trying to be as polite as possible. Is there a smoking area? Or is Last coach cabin is yeah. smoking available. Okay. Um, otherwise, they ask you to just step out between the cars. Yeah. Have an idea. At the bar, you see... The bartender has a little name tag, just named Riley, and he's there like, oh, how can I help you? Well, I guess before we jump to that, looking around at the rest of the room, you only see one other person sitting here. Oh, yeah, I totally even didn't think to ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not on the bar, but just in one of the little round tables off to the side. It's, it's got two seats on it, but sitting by herself is a fancily dressed woman. Um, white. She's sitting there and has kind of a little out of place as she's kind of wearing like Victorian era clothing. Um, it's a little bit outdated, but it is still fancy attire and whatnot. But she's just sitting there drinking, you know, something equivalent to like a champagne or a, a mixed drink kind of a thing. Okay. Um, and then you have the, the bartender is there, Riley, and he kind of just steps up. How can I help you? 
Hi, um, I was just wondering if I could get a water for myself and a gin and tonic for my friend. Sure. He goes ahead and turns around back to the bar and starts to mix up the drinks. And how have your travels been so far? They've been good. This is a very, very nice train. Uh, yeah. How has your day been, sir? You know, a bit quiet, but we've had the usual crowd and whatnot. Nobody's, we've had no issues. Nobody's come in pissed drunk or asked for too much. Everyone's been respectful. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a nice day. You love to hear it. How about you, ma'am? I look at the woman at the bar. She kind of a bit startled by the, the sudden like acknowledgement. Uh, we'll turn over and she's like, oh yes, it's been quite a fine little, little journey. Uh, she tips her glass up towards you and you can tell now taking a closer look that she is definitely dressed in fineries, but at the corner of her eye, you can tell the glint is not quite right. Perhaps it's plastic. Perhaps they're fake gems and jewels. It seems that She's got on a bit of a, a facade going on of trying to overdress and put on an appearance. I love that dress. What, like, century era is that? Oh, well, you know, I've just kind of pieced it together from various things that I've found through the years. And, you know, it's a bit of, you know, it's a bit homemade, but it's family heirlooms all put together. I love that. I'm actually a fashion student from... Um, University of Colorado. Really interested in that kind of stuff. No, that's super cool. Yes, yes. Well, it uh, helps me feel as though I'm, you know, hoity-toity or a point. <laughs> so I quite enjoy it. We all need our little pleasures. Indeed. Can you show me your favorite piece? Like, what, like, century are we looking at for these heirlooms? You kind of can tell and caught her kind of like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to describe the things that I'm wearing and kind of looks around at the various frilly bits and will kind of, you know, it's got a bit of a corset and what's it called when there's the wires and stuff to the pump-out dresses. No, not a chemise. I should know fashion. I think so. I think, yeah. So kind of in that, she, much like me in that moment, would be like, oh, I don't know what these are, but she'll kind of just like, you know, some of my favorite parts is just having these frills on the end of the sleeves because when I you know, hold my hand out or pick up my, my glass, it just helps me feel a little bit uh, a little bit nicer. No, absolutely. Excuse me for being nosy, you know. Just academic brain. Sure, no problems. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take, like, a closer look at her. Like, because I noticed that some of this stuff is, like, it's fake. It doesn't glint the way that it should. Does she have, like, anything on her that I would... Like, I know I have to roll for that. Yeah, roll all that situation. Can I roll a... Yeah, that's what I'm... Can I roll... I can't roll anything else because my sharpness sucks. Mm. Anyway, you can get double sixes. That's an eight. I'll take that. Okay. Yeah, that is a mixed success. It's actually it's a seven. I have a minus one, but that's still a mixed success, yeah. so yay for me. I'll kind of just give you more... Her bag is, you know, it's a little, a little clutch, a little hand purse kind of a thing. Doesn't seem to have much else on her. Not very many possessions that she's traveling with. She doesn't even have, like, well, even then you're in the bar, so if she has, like, personal luggage, it would either be in a luggage car or left in her cabin. So she doesn't have much on her besides just, yeah, the jewelry and the clothing seems to be handmade and fake dollar store type things. And you don't necessarily get a, a bad vibe from her. She seems to be... She has somebody that she's trying to impress, that she's putting on a role, she's putting on a face because she's you know, perhaps off to meet somebody yeah. or has an important appointment or a job interview, and so she's 
trying her best to put on some fineries that she was able to collect. Did you guys hear about that awful mistreatment of that werewolf down in Yellowstone Park? You know, these days you really can't trust the news. And she goes off on a little spiel of just like, (laughs) you know, you hear these things about land rights and these creatures and their roaming patterns and, you know, they try their best to protect us from these foul creatures and things. And she definitely has a bit of an air of... She doesn't. She she actually would perhaps side with the the mistreatment of the werewolf. Of good thing that the, the creature was taken out and put down, and it, you know the tourists were able to keep safe. Does the bartender? The bartender kind of like was about to speak up and say like, "Oh yeah, that was unfortunate." But as soon as she kind of went off on her spiel, he kind of just backs off, kind of rolls his eyes to himself. He seems yeah. to be like, you know, this world. There's so many creatures and things out there that you kind of have to keep. keep Take care of yourself and be, learn how to be cautious and things like that. And just yeah. wandering out into the wilds of Yellowstone and not expecting to run into a werewolf or similar creature. You know, he's kind of more just in the, in the vein of, you know, this is the world as it is. We're not in a, if you're in an urban city, you can perhaps walk the streets a bit more nonchalantly. Yeah. But if you go out in the wilds, it's, that's what happens. So, like, it's, would you say that's, like, really basic opinion? Like, it doesn't seem that he is particularly enthused or, like, yeah, about this topic. Kind of more just, you know, centrist kind of idea of, okay. like, a little bit more towards the lenient end while she's a, a little bit stronger towards the we-need-to-be-protected side of things. But both of them are not necessarily that extreme. They're kind of fairly, fairly standard, just ideologies that people have. Okay. Um, I'm just going to take both of the drinks, and I'm going to tip the bartender $10. Is and, a bit of a head nod. Yeah, and I am going to walk back. And I don't know if I have to roll for this, too. I really hope not. When looking through... Okay, so, like, when looking through the car windows, like, as I'm going by, mm-hmm. does anything change? Like, the two men, the guy and the thing, does anything change? The man is the exact same, just straight-faced, hood still up, just still can't tell, half awake, half asleep, who knows. The two gay lovers are moved into a realm that might be a little bit more explicit, but it's they're still, you know, they're still at it. They're still, have, <laughs> they're still two men. Yeah, they're still having <laughs> a good time. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, besides that, though, nobody is now missing. No, no passengers that you saw are suddenly not there. Just about the same. I'm gonna go knock on the bathroom door. Oh, I'll just be waiting outside okay, now. Yeah. Mm. Um, How'd it go? Uh, it fine besides weird politics but you know what you give me uh gin and i don't know i just want to sound fancy i hope you like gin and tonic (laughs) i do today great um quick question can any like can we use magic can Mm -hmm. maze use magic yeah okay anybody can use magic in most of the week um and even where this is kind of the modern world it could be sci-fi flavored it's mm. just more different handbooks are going to be more attuned to it because they'll have higher weirds. Okay. But you are still able to use it. Can I use detect magic? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, okay, I've got two crazy ideas. We love crazy ideas. Okay, we'll go sit back down. Because we okay. have gotten nowhere. <laughs> uh, well, I've got my two ideas. One idea is it says under use magic in effects, uh, bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. If we make a portal, like, we can portal the game it and say, I want a portal to my luggage. And we can just be like, 
and Ooh. just take it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... How visible are portals? Yeah. DM. Most magic is going to be visible. However, if you're trying to just create... Your luggage is kind of just, you know, you're traveling, so you don't want to have, like, like, a giant... Yeah, it's going to be your standard duffel bag or your standard, like, the size that you can take on an airplane that you can shove up in the overhead luggage. It's going to just be normal sizes that you have, just one each. Yeah. So you'd have to create a portal that same size, probably three feet wide kind of a thing, just yeah. in a circle. But like that, like that could potentially kinda, fit. Like it kind of has to tilt just a little bit. Yeah. Kinda, <laughs> like, how obvious is it? It's like, well, that's what I was thinking. It's we gonna... kind of want to make it obvious for them to come try and get it back. That's true, because I was thinking of, like, in, because we could also go the route of we don't take our bag back. We instead just look through the portal to see where our bag is. Yeah. There's two ways that we can go about it. And uh, my second idea is... I saw you snatch an egg. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you as long as you know how to take care of it. I trust you. I mean, I don't know how to take care of it, but I'll figure it right. out. <laughs> That's the fun. If we control the water level, we could say we snuck a cat or something on board and just have it go that direction and cause chaos. True, but, like, it does turn people to stone. <laughs> so... We could blindfold it. I could, I could make it tiny, and we could just, and you know, like maybe poke it or tick a little, little bit. Let it make distressed noises, and a monster lover might come a running. If we, pret- I won't torture it. That's really right. rude. I love no. my little baby. Right. Yeah. But like, distressful noises. If... Mm-hmm. Or hold it hostage. We could do either. Like right. we could take the bag, and then when they come, if they like have a gun, I'll be like, ah, I have a baby. Right. Baby, not my son, not my child. Baby on board. Yeah, do we want to try the the portal? I think the portal is a really good idea. Okay, um, we can't we can't go into the luggage area, can we? You know that you would probably have to get an attendant to go with you to let you in. Okay. Um, but it's not like they're gonna keep you from your own belongings. It's more just they don't want anybody wandering in freely because they don't they want to avoid thefts of. Oh, if just we let anybody walk right, in, they yeah. can take someone else's stuff. So having an attendant with you, they'll open the door, let you in, and can, you know, keep an eye on you while you're there. Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, see, I see we just try the portal thing, because it's I'm, either it's already in the luggage thing or it's with somebody else. Yeah. Well, if we use the portal, it'll just get to us. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're, I'm thinking we sneak off to the luggage. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, just stealthily get to the luggage. I've got a skeleton key Kay. in case it's locked. Towards the, the back luggage? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's close by. Then you've returned back to the original car you were in. So mm-hmm. you're in car number six. And so you go ahead and stand up and start heading back towards the back of the train. Mm-hmm. Once again, pass through the outdoor, the next kind of seating area, similar crowd and whatnot that you see. You currently see that... The, the older complaining woman has moved back into that car and is currently berating the the train car attendant that you've seen, Jackie. Um, in seven or luggage? In seven. Okay. That's just where Jackie was and the old woman found her and was once again complaining, hey, where's my sherry and all that fun stuff. Okay, so it's yeah. nothing important. The, all right. Seems yeah. to be on par with the old woman. And so you kind of just move past them in the alleyway and go back towards the, the car. Mm-hmm. However, as the train car attendant sees you moving back there, she will kind of like, 
Um, excuse me, Matilda, but uh, I, just a moment. Uh, go ahead and return to your seat, and I'll, I'll see if... I was we... hoping not to... I was hoping to get there without them noticing. Okay. Um, uh, what if I don't go into the car with you? What if I just, like, if we can backtrack maybe a little bit, I'm gonna... I'm gonna, like, As go soon as you to see b- that, that the train car attendant's there, you can change your course of yeah. action, yeah. I'm gonna, like, bother the attendant, too. Like, okay. like, I'm just gonna be like, no, excuse me, ma'am, like, keep trying to, like, mm. get into their conversation, and because I'm still standing... a bigger issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm still standing in that, like, separation between five and six, mm. um, like, she she would have to look at me and look away from where the, okay. the yeah. luggage is. We can call this a manipulate someone role. Yeah. And so even kind of for May's trying to sneak past... Um, that could be a manipulate someone as well in terms of like trying to be stealthy, trying to be nonchalant of, oh, I'm just stretching my legs, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two of you can together can roll, manipulate someone roll. Okay. I got an 11. Nice. Damn. I haven't rolled high like at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. 12. Okay, very nice. So both of those are full successes. And so. For Wilder, you very much so. Wait, uh, for the 12 thing, they become our ally. Oh, right. It says, on advanced, on a 12 plus, not only do they do what they want, but they also become your ally for the rest of the mystery. Very cool, very cool. So. Complain about our missing luggage. True, yeah, mm-hmm. they can go find it in the first class luggage, if that's where it is. Okay, um, so Jackie is there. What the back looks like. Dealing with Matilda and... You can tell she she is sick of Matilda at this point. And so as you two approach and give her a reprieve from Matilda, she's very thankful and very much so like, oh, thank God, I have someone else I can talk to and like busy s- myself with. I'll also slip her a 10. I okay. know I worked in the service industry before. I know that tips get you a long way. So like, yeah. that's how she becomes our like ally. Nice. So we pay her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she definitely will pocket that and like, I'm, I'm sorry, Matilda, please return to your seat. I know there's a draft. We are in a moving train car. It is just <laughs> inevitable. But if you could please return to your seat, um, I will see if there's anything I can do or perhaps find you another blanket or something. And then she'll turn to you and you have her attention to where then Maze that you are able to move past and start going back towards the, the luggage car at the back. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll... Is the door locked? No, it is no? locked. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it is locked? Yeah, it is locked. Oh, yeah, skeleton key. Yeah, I'll just quickly... Go in there. Okay. Real quick, just uh, survey the scene. Is there anything that I need to actively be aware about? Go ahead and roll a read a bad situation. Read a bad situation is sharp. It's almost like we are in a bad situation. Right. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, I thought that was like something that was in the car. <laughs> like, oh my god, Freddy Fazbear. Okay, so as you enter the train car, you see that there's various shelves and rows that are labeled by seat numbers, where it's just supposed to be associated with, um, you know, the train car, the seat, this is where that person's luggage should go. Everything's kind of strapped down, nothing too alarming at first, but as you move towards the back, you see your seat numbers Mm -hmm. where your luggage should be, and it is, in fact, not there Mm -hmm. where you would expect, as you kind of already figured out with the the apple ping and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, however, as you reach the back towards the door to the balcony, you see Wilder on the floor, tied up, bound in ropes, a gag over the mouth, lying there semi-unconscious on the floor. 
what's going on here? Can I do investigative mystery? Yes, you may. Go ahead and roll. Nine. Okay. You see Wilder, and it looks like her. However, she is not wearing her usual coat and things and clothes. It seems that she has been put into train car attendant clothes that have just been swapped on to her, and you kind of are able to wake her up a bit, and it is it is you. It is me? It is you. <laughs> as you. As you wake up, you recall back when you were first loading on the train, Brian, the train car attendant, said that he'll load in your luggage. Maze, you started to move off to go find your seats. Wilder, you kind of were there that last little bit. Brian asked you for some help carrying the luggage because it was suddenly heavier than he thought because it has all these massive salt crystals in it. Asked you for help loading it in, and you remember getting bludgeoned on the head a bit. You go ahead and take two harm retroactively. As you were knocked unconscious, and that's the last thing you kind of remember, you vaguely recall a bit of a phone call being made where Brian was calling in like, oh, I'm sorry, boss, I just feel awful, <laughs> faking a cough and just like, need to call in sick today, and that's kind of the last thing you remembered as you passed out, but now you're waking up with maze over you. God, fuck damn it. it. Are you okay? I, I think so. Oh, my God. Like, I'm going to, I'm like... Parenting. I'm like, okay, <laughs> head, body, untie you. I'm gonna start patting my body and I'm like, my crystal! <laughs> Shit. If you kept it in your, your jacket pocket, it is, then it, it is. It is in my jacket pocket. God damn it! Seems as though you don't have your jacket, you don't have your, your, little, your little baby on you. Shit. When I find that pimply face, and I do like breathing exercises. Yeah. <laughs> Keep calm. Fuck. Okay. Before anything else happens, you now notice as you're kind of realizing, oh, wait, if this is Wilder, who was that with us before? You look back at the door of the luggage car where you entered in, and it is open, and you see standing there Wilder, well, the supposed Wilder, standing there that you were with before, and she's got a little bit of a, a vial in her hand, a bit of a green liquid thin inside, and she just goes, shit. Turns around, and as she hops over into the car ahead, she'll throw the acid vial down onto the connecting points between the trains. You see it shatter and begin to corrode into the metal between okay. the two cars as she darts into the train car ahead of you. Can I say that as soon as I saw her, I was, I was booking it sure. towards her. I was I'm like, I'm gonna yank her back into oh yeah the car. i'm furious like okay. i'm also like on a like even and even if she is like a bit like out of reach can i use like a magic hand to like invisibly like yank her back using a force because okay. ma- with magic you can't just trap a person mm-hmm. yeah so. if you want to do that okay. okay but they threw the vial does that mean that they're already on the other train car yeah they've hopped over they have entered into train car seven and they are dashing through the past the, the coach car at this moment and you're at the back of eight or, so you're about 45 feet apart at this moment okay or i would even say can we like push ourselves forward into cart seven hmm? before it disconnects can we do that yeah i imagine that could be something that you much like the portal idea before but just creating a portal for yourselves oh of, shit portal yourselves forward portal. yeah um, yeah, okay, yeah, I want to do a portal in six. 
Okay. No, in seven, like at the very beginning. The front of seven. Yeah. So you're trying to Real jump quick. in front of them. Yeah. Okay. Do you want two? Do you, you want do. Bigger? I'll assist you because you've got plus two. Yep. So go ahead and use the help action first. Which one? That's it. Uh, cool. Plus cool. Cool. Thank you. Oh, I don't. I have. got a ten. Ten. So, so. It still might make it a twelve. And I roll so both of these two. or just one? Both of them. Okay. I have nine. Okay, that does give you a plus you one. You get a plus two. Oh, no, yeah. I've got So that's a 11. Yeah, so it doesn't quite get the advanced okay. effects, but you do get to choose. But it, it just works without issue. We get yeah. to make the so portal. So you're able to make to a portal. In. So you, a portal appears in front of both of you. Your help out, I'll say, is probably you helping to take off the, the rope ties and the gag and mm-hmm. make sure that Wilder is now fully free. And now with your hands free, you kind of... I don't know, what does your magic look like? Do you draw sigils in the air? Do you kind of just scream and then a portal appears? What? How would you like to flavor I the think, magic? I think for, like, more controlled magic, I mm. think that Wilder's magic is definitely more of, like, a give-and-take type thing. It's very problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so I think that Wilder takes out, like, a short pocket knife and then, like, cuts the palm and kind of, like throws it on the ground and a portal opens it gets us to seven. Cool. Like I have to sacrifice a little bit part of myself yeah. to get that to work. So you watch as the blood trickles down your palm a little bit, you slap it onto the ground and it starts to move away from your hand and opens into a circle on the ground. And you see gravity will shift as you go through yeah. the portal, but through the ground as you kind of just jump down into it, both of you then jump down onto the ground at the front of train car seven. And there you see Doppelganger Wilder yeah, kind of stopping a uh, stop in their tracks Which as you appear in front of them. Can yeah. I pull out <laughs> what is the revolver? Yeah, I'll step through and I'll be like, get down now. Okay. Are you I assume you're Kicking not wanting ass. to kick are you wanting to kick ass? Yeah. Or are you wanting to do more manipulate someone? Uh, let me read. Manipulate someone would be more just, yeah, you're trying to intimidate them to stop. Yeah. Kick some ass is you're probably going to take the shot. You can do what you want, but Wilder is encouraging you to shoot them. <laughs> well, this bitch. Oh, shit. They didn't specify. <laughs> so I'm going to first try and intimidate. Okay, so that would be um, manipulate someone. Do you want to help out? Yeah. You're spooky. I am you, so spooky. You got blood. As you appear behind the, the blood portal, you kind of lick yeah. a little bit off your paw. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No, she, okay. she is though. She's doing okay. Help this out. This is manipulate charm. Come on. Seven. I also got a seven, so that's a plus nine. Ten. Okay. ten. So that is now a full success. Thanks for the help out. So yeah, as you creepily stand behind Maze <laughs> with the blood portal licking the palm. Um, also saying, like, I know that they're not me, but they mm-hmm. look like me, so, yeah. Yeah, death stares <laughs> going across. <laughs> uh, yeah, you pull out the gun, you say, what do you say, stop right there? Yeah, stop. Okay, uh, the doppelganger will stop, put their hands up a bit, and just dead in the tracks, but slowly start to try and back up away from you as well. Don't. She just said, don't. stop. <laughs> no, Where's the luggage? The what luggage? My luggage. You know what luggage kind of just like cock her head to the side stressed out at the moment and at this point the other passengers in the car are freaked out over the fact that there is now a portal that opened up somebody's got a gun on a train the train car attendant Jackie is just like everybody stay calm move to the back of the car and so they all start to get up and shuffle moving from their seats going towards the back seat Wilder's gonna look at them and say stare out the window (laughs) (laughs) 
just want being the to, worst. Um, say, we're going to be friends today. You can come back with us peacefully to Cabin 6, and we're going to find my luggage, and you're going to come with us. The doppelganger, they kind of just stand there, let out a bit of a sigh, feeling Carl, a bit... I'll, I'll say, there are two options here. You come peacefully, or you get knocked on your ass. Or you die. <laughs> Uh, they will stand there unmoving. They aren't going to advance. They've been properly intimidated from advancing towards you. However, they also don't want to give in. They, they've been given a mission of their own. They are not ready to fully surrender. So they turn around and start to run. I'm going to hit, hit no, the back of the head. I'm going to, no, I'm, yeah, okay. if that works. But I, I want to, I want to incapacitate them. Yeah, they're trying to run back with the other attendants at this moment that yeah. are shuffling out of their sheet, seats their sheets uh their seats and so as they turn go ahead and roll kick some ass and that will tell us whether what happens who gets the we're both minus one do you want to help me out or do you want me to help you out i can i can help out but if we i could do magic and i could hold them i could we could do two different things yeah yeah okay yeah okay oh piss I got a tw- well, a 13, but it's a 12. Uh, three. A three? Swing and a miss. Yeah, which, with kick some ass, means... You get hurt, don't you? Yeah, attacking is simultaneous between you and the enemy. And so, as you swing the butt of the gun down, trying to hit them over the head, they turn and duck, revealing their arm now shifts... Uh-huh. And turns into a pointed dagger, essentially cool. just going from their hand as they're... Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> and you see that the skin is already white and more on the pale end of things, but it kind of shifts to more of an opalescent, translucent kind of coloration. Mm-hmm. The veins start to be... They shift from kind of the more standard blue to more of a purple color, and it does lengthen into a point. And they just jam that up into... Maze's gut, and you Yikes. take two harm. Two. Oh fuck! I, I think we're getting off really easy. Jesus. Um, oh god, does that mean that I freeze them with their arms? Yeah. Still in? And so. I mean, that's better that, for I'm you. Fine. I'm that's fine. better for you. At least you're not like bleeding out. <laughs> in that moment, it is. They have got this arm dagger and this arm blade jammed into Maze's side and they are locked into place as your magic And they can't hold. move. What and is, they can't move. What is my okay. added benefit? Uh, let's see. Oh, I, I just choose. Mm-hmm. Not just an extra effect. I thought it was just more that the, uh, the uh, you get a second effect. No, you are God in this situation. I am God. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God's not binary? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. It's just your face on the pamphlets. <laughs> yeah. That the Molly Mormon was passing out and around. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that you are able to... They are locked with the dagger in Maze's side. If you would like, you can have the extra benefit of stopping the puncture earlier, reducing the harm that yeah. Maze took down to just one. And also maybe the benefit is that it stays in her stomach so, for To now. not cause bleeding out. Yeah. Okay, so you still well, like it stuck there, but you can reduce it down to only one harm that you took instead of two. Yeah, that's fine. I'll I, or, uh, wait, so I'm keeping it in? Yep, it's going to stay in you. It's now. just less devastating. Until I can, you know. So oh, it, I was thinking... You I, just want it out? I just want it out, man. I, I, That's dangerous. If I could use magic. Can I use magic to help, like, 
Could my added carterize it? Could yeah, just back. a little bit. Could my added benefit be I'd chop off his arm? Like I, I walk up to the doppelganger Ooh, and I'm, I'm gonna stop you and be like, I don't think that's necessary. And I'm like pointing towards the people and I'm like, Hey, thanks guys. Don't worry about it. We've got this. I'm gonna look at them and said, I said, look out the window. <laughs> the eyes move, but the head is unable to move as they're still locked in no, place. No, I'm talking to the other people. Oh, oh you're yeah. talking to the passengers? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look out the window. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I really, Wilder kind of doesn't care what people, right now, okay. she's just really mad. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll go ahead and use magic to help. Okay, so you can step back. to one. Yeah, the damage is now to one, and you can step back if you'd like to have the arm blade out of your gut. Yes, please. Okay. I'm going to get very close to this doppelganger's mm. face. How dare you? <laughs> we said, stop. <laughs> and I'm going to reach into the coat pack. I'm going to grab my <laughs> I'm not raising that. Mine. Snatch your child back. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting my pocket. All right. Okay. If you will keep an eye on them, I'm going to walk to Jackie and the passengers. Okay. It's like a hand on my side. I'm going to say, you guys saw nothing, right? Jackie, now now your ally from the <laughs> from the tip before, um, is very much like, yep, absolutely. Nobody saw anything. I don't know who either of you are. This Appreciate has been a it. normal day on the train. Appreciate it. Hope you've had a pleasant trip. It's been great. Um, Travel again? I will, <laughs> actually, I'm going to say, can you send some first aid to Cart 6? Yes, Cap-6. and... They'll kind of just, leaving the passengers there, they're all looking out the windows. They're just like, okay, this is not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> the social deafness and social blindness. They know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she will kind of move forward, walking around the two of you at the front of the car and... The twins. <laughs> the twins that are staring daggers at each other in this moment and go try to find a first aid kit. I'm going to uh-huh. look at Maze and ask, uh, do they need to be unharmed? Like, is this a... They didn't specify. Right. You recall that Aspen gave you the instructions to keep your procedures and things company secrets close to your vest. However, if you could bring this bite back for questioning, that will help okay. understand more about this monster sympathizer group. Sent back. Hmm? Didn't say in one piece. I won't do anything for now. For now. Definitely for now. With that being said, can we knock them unconscious yeah at this point you've got them held with magic and you have the upper hand to where you can easily bind them you can knock them out unconscious and you know take them as prisoner yeah take them to six uh can you just like chirp the bag yeah i'm gonna chirp the bag i'm gonna go find my bag okay uh, you take this doppelganger along with you towards the front of the car, the three of you walking through the cabins. Everyone gives you a bit of a side eye, but then, you know what? Not my problem. Go back to their books that they're reading. You make your way all the way through to the first cabin, and... In Is that blood? It's jam. It's jam. <laughs> wait, wait, can I... Sorry, can I recon a little bit for mm-hmm. tying them up? I want to say, like, I grab the crystal with my bloodied hand so mm-hmm. it kind of gets wet. Oh. Yeah, and then instead of like tying them up, I'm gonna be like, "You want to sympathize? Sympathize." <laughs> make him look at the baby. <laughs> As the baby kind of just like starts to emerge from the crystal, it's this little little tiny fella. It's like a you know an, an, an inch long. Baby, come look it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn him to stone. 
Yeah, like, do you want to sympathize? Sympathize. <laughs> and it's you see it just kind of give a little angry growl and snarl at this this fake this fake mom that it's looking at at this moment. It's just like you're not you're not my mom. You're not my mom. <laughs> Kid lost in an amusement park that's been following around the wrong parents for an hour, just kind of like okay, feeling so betrayed. Though, that actually happened to me once yeah. at Disneyland. Yeah. I was so betrayed. It's terrifying. <laughs> like, who are you? I thought that every guy with no hair was my dad for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. So yeah, you you've properly scared this doppelganger off of they are they are being compliant in this moment, and you go to the the luggage car at the front and are able to find stashed away just kind of in the corner. In a seat number that wasn't assigned to you is your luggage, and you're able to pop it open and see within are the various salt crystals yeah, and amulets. There. Everything is still there. They just moved it so that they could, once the train arrived in station, they could take it before, you know, you would be going to the other luggage mm-hmm. car. Their plan was just to make off with it in that moment. Did we just scare them into submission, or did they turn a stone? Oh. Because, right. yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I wasn't thinking that about was my intention. Yeah. Whether we keep them within, I don't trust. If it was anything but I mean, a doppelganger, I would just throw it in the luggage cart. So, so yeah, he's stoned, and I put yeah. my little baby in my pocket. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I didn't put two and two together quite yet, but you're right. As soon as the baby came out, stare at the daggers, the doppelganger now is stoned. Still frozen, yeah, frozen in place yet again, and yeah, okay. um, paralyzed and yeah. petrified. I mean, in the pocket, and yeah, uh, no, I think that we should just keep a little statue of this, you know, a companion, a third, mm-hmm. because our boss um, stayed in Salt Lake to kind of clear up all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We're, we're missing, we're missing the trio yeah. aspect of this. So we're missing the muscle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you are able to have a safe rest of your journey. The doppelganger is. No longer a threat. You've protected the Wave Co. secrets and possessions, and you arrive within Silverton. You make your way to the the mine and take all the gear down. The officials there are able to apprehend the doppelganger, and as soon as they are brought in, well, I guess they're still petrified, so they're unable to, to change say, can back. We, can we depetrify them before we get to the place? And we'll just kind of like... One hand on the shoulder, being like, come on, friend, you're a little too drunk. Let's get you off the train. Yeah. You have your little child. Yeah, just going to be like, because, like, what, like, any of their bodily fluids, right? That was it? Or what You was used it? blood the last blood. time, um, but, you know, much like when you catch a frog, they'll kind of immediately pee in your hand kind of a thing mm-hmm. of, you know, unfortunately, this, un- this unpotty trained little child okay. of yours lets out a little leak on your hand and... You know, a, l- a little pebble as well that you kind of just do a nice little smear on the face, and they unpetrify. You're able to walk them down to the mine, and at this point, they revert to their natural form. That is kind of very featureless face, very flat features. The nose is almost non-existent. Um, not Voldemort nose per se, but just very flat. The ears kind of recede back into the face. The skin is all very translucent. Their hair is stringy and wiry, just pale little spiderweb wisps, and they are taken into custody. And a job well done. Yeah, I handed the the duffel bag. We did it. We did it. We did it. didn't kill anybody. (laughs) Close. Everyone on the train. Got a new scarf. Yeah. But a little bit of a a switcheroo as 
a little bit of red herrings and fake fake <laughs> people was, to investigate. That was really, uh, yeah. that was really. I was like, we are getting nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, we suck. And I was like, I'm trying so many smart things, but mm-hmm. it wasn't even me, yeah. which makes sense. You were yeah. just playing along. You were, as the doppelganger in that moment, trying to learn more about Waveco and operatives of how they work. And so you were just in that role. You were, well, the doppelganger was trying their best to do all what they what they thought you would. And with that, I believe that's where we'll end the session, though. Mission accomplished. Job well done. I hope that was fun. That That was was so so fun. fun. (laughs) Oh, my God, we did it. I was like, what? Because when you were like, why? I was like, oh, that's the doppelganger. I was like, oh, no, I was the doppelganger. (laughs) It was me the whole time. Go ahead and check out thegeekwave.com for more of our content and to find our socials. Follow Portia underscore J to see more of her amazing art. This has been Poor Unfortunate Rolls with Geek Wave. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Let's see. I guess I can stop the recording now. Ah, uh, no.